from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Kennedy Classics. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. But we cannot do that without your generosity. With our new monthly automatic giving program, you can conveniently ensure that we are able to broadcast the gospel, train Christian leaders in Washington, D.C., defend religious freedom in court, and much more. Whether you can give $35, 50 or $100 a month or more through your credit card or bank account, your monthly donation will make an enormous impact for Christ, and it will entitle you to automatically receive our valuable monthly ministry resource. Contact us right away to join our convenient automatic monthly giving program and receive the powerful book, Make Your Life Count, as your first monthly resource. By God's grace and with your help, we will impact our nation and the world for Jesus Christ. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. More and more in today's culture will you see a disregard for life. With abortion on demand and euthanasia laws being passed in some places, we have largely lost a grip as a society on the sanctity of human life. Of course, groups like Planned Parenthood have made fortunes by encouraging a cultural shift from the sanctity of life ethic to a quality of life ethic. This shift has massive implications for the value of human life from the womb to the nursing home. Organizations like Planned Parenthood have been thriving by hiding the reality of what they do behind a fog of euphemism and rationalization. But thankfully, the truth about the humanity of the unborn child and the reality of abortion, as well as the sanctity of human life, is becoming clearer to a new generation after decades of lies. The infinite, eternal, and unchangeable God has made us in His image. And those who seek to destroy the precious lives of the unborn love only death and destruction. Here now is Dr. D. James Kennedy with more in his important message, All They That Hate Me Love Death. Would you turn with me now, please, in your Bibles to the eighth chapter of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 29. May we hear the word of our God. When he gave to the sea his decree that the waters should not pass his commandment, when he appointed the foundations of the earth, then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with <clears throat> the sons of men. 
Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me, wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me, love death. And may God speak to us today through this portion of his holy word, and may his name evermore be praised. Amen. There is a great clash, as you know, in our country today between the concept of sanctity of life and the concept of quality of life. Many people have heard and read many such discussions, and I'm afraid that for most they do not grasp the full implication of what that means. The concept of sanctity of life is a spiritual concept. It is a religious concept. Sanctity, which comes from the Latin word sanctitas, from sanctus, means holy or sacred unto God, inviolable. It means that it is that which God has declared is of great value. It is, of course, therefore, a spiritual concept. However, for a humanist or an atheist or an unbeliever of most any kind, there is no such thing as sanctity of life. Unless there is a God who has given us a spirit and who sanctifies us, there cannot be a sanctity of life ethic. Paul Gauguin wrote on his last painting before attempting suicide, Whence come we? What are we? Whither do we go? The answers, nowhere, nothing, and nowhere. Life is merely matter and protoplasm. As Carl Sagan said, there is and never has been anything in the universe but matter. Therefore, if one has that kind of a totally non-spiritual view, you have in the quality of life simply a physical understanding of life. Now we may indeed say that this person has more, has come closer to the perfect ideal of human life than that person or this one here, and that one is somewhat in between, but if every soul has been created by God and has infinite value, then there is no degree of qualification between the two. If I may say something radical, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and are endowed by their Creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life. Therefore, it is only from a purely atheistic, humanistic, secularistic view that you can determine that a life 
is to be valued depending solely upon the physical characteristics of that life. Stone Mountain is in Decatur, Georgia, outside Atlanta. I went to seminary near there, and it's a huge mountain that moves up gradually. You can climb it over here. It reaches its summit, and then it gradually starts to slope down for maybe several hundreds of feet, and then it drops off precipitously. They've had to rope that off up at the top because people wanted to just go down a little ways on the slope, just get a better view. But they soon found that it was steeper than they thought and slipperier than they thought. Their feet gave way and they found themselves in tremendous panic and horror, sliding, grabbing at anything they could, but continuing down until they were precipitated off into the air to be smashed on the rocks hundreds and hundreds of feet below. We are right now a good way down that slope. Quality of life is a physical concept. There is no one that can look at another and determine the quality of his soul. And if life is merely molecules in motion, then we can have a quality of life ethic. But if we are Christians and believe that there is an infinite, eternal, and unchangeable God who is a spirit, who has given to us everlasting spirits, and that we have an inalienable right to life, we cannot buy that kind of an ethic. It is a humanistic worldview that has brought us thus far down the slope, and it will be nothing other than a Christian world and life view firmly held and firmly espoused and maintained and defended that can possibly take us back again. A few years ago, Newsweek contained an article which had some very interesting things to say about this. It said, quote, everyone should always have known this, that biologically all life begins when the chromosomes come together. Human life, it was stressed, begins at conception. Thus admitted Newsweek magazine. But then they went on to say, however, when does this life take precedence over the health or even the happiness of the mother. I'll venture to say half of you didn't hear what I just said. Did you hear what they were recommending? They were saying that one human being may kill another human being, for they had just admitted that that's what this was, in the womb, and they may do so for their happiness. Did you get that? Their happiness. For the health or even the happiness of the mother. And then another doctor talking about his practice of infanticide said that he often recommended infanticide to parents for the happiness of the parents. 
whose rights are being defended. And it was for the well-being of society that mass euthanasia was practiced in Germany. A long way down that slope we have already come for happiness. Do you know what the name of that philosophy of life which is based upon happiness is called? It is called hedonism. No, not heathenism, but yet it is really not far removed from the hedonistic ideas. Dr. Malcolm Watts gave a speech to the California Medical Association in which he said that uh, the idea of the sanctity of human life has been a part of all of Western civilization. It is, in fact, the bulwark of all of Western civilization. The sanctity of human life is that which Jesus Christ brought into the world, which was held and maintained by the early church with incredible vigor, and which overthrew the pagan, heathenistic ideas of life. The sanctity of life is not just some odd little view off on the side that we can ignore. It is the foundation of Western civilization. It was the foundation of this country and are endowed with certain inalienable rights and among these are, first of all, life. But he says that the traditional Western ethic has always placed great emphasis on the intrinsic worth and equal value of every human life regardless of its stage or condition. Now, however, that is being eroded away, he says. Since, however, the old ethic has not yet been fully displaced, it has been necessary to separate the idea of abortion from the idea of killing which continues to be socially abhorrent. The result has been a curious avoidance of the scientific fact which, again, as Newsweek said, which everybody really knows that human life begins at conception, whether intra or extra uterine until death it is a human life, and very considerable Semantic gymnastics have been required to rationalize abortion as something other than taking of human life. This would have been ludicrous, he said, had it not been put forth under socially impeccable auspices. It is suggested that this schizophrenic sort of subterfuge is necessary because while a new ethic, the humanistic ethic, is being accepted, the old ethic, the Christian ethic, has not yet been completely rejected. To wit, what is needful? Deception, deceit, and lies. Convincing people, and they have convinced tens of millions. We wonder how the Germans could have been so foolish to allow these things to go on and not even hardly knowing what's happening. Look at America. Are we any better? 
There are literally tens of millions of Americans who have been convinced by that lie that abortion is something other than killing a baby. I recall when one of the nation's leading pro-life advocates, a medical doctor, was talking to another medical doctor who ran an abortion center. And he said to him, don't you realize that these are human lives that you're killing? The man became furious. He became livid. And he said, of course I recognize that they're human lives. What do you think I am, an idiot? But there was a lot of money in it. You think I'm an idiot? Like these stupid people out in America that are fed all these lies and believe them? Every doctor knows what it is. Sadly, a vast number of young women have been deceived, have been told it's merely a product of conception, POC. It's merely a clump of cells, sort of like a mole. Are we all that much wiser than the Germans? But that semantic Deceit and deception was necessary before they could be slaughtered by the millions. That has always been necessary before you can slaughter people. You must first dehumanize them. Dr. R.T.F. Schmidt, president of the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists, said that it is deeply disturbing the idea of abortion is deeply disturbing to our traditional concept of the inherent value of human life and is potentially shattering to the foundations of Western civilization. My friends, we are dealing here with nothing yet less than the destruction of Western society in its totality. The essence of the Christian ethic that rid the Western world of paganism and heathenism was the sanctity of life. When Justice Blackmun on the Supreme Court wrote Roe v. Wade, he appealed to religion. Did he not? However, he said, if I were to appeal to, a re to religion, I would appeal to the religions of Rome and Greece, who, of course, practiced and encouraged abortion, infanticide, euthanasia, suicide, and all of the rest, including the Colosseum. He appealed to pagan religion for support of Roe v. Wade. We are reverting in this nation to heathen paganism. And most Americans, what happened? Don't even know what's taking place. It's just another small step from infanticide to euthanasia. 
We go from the happiness of the mother to the happiness of the parents to the happiness of society. As one of our governors said not long ago, it's the duty of old people to move over. And uh, as someone else said, that we should help the aged shove off. We're a long way down that slope. It's time that America repented of its sin and acknowledged the heinousness of what has done. We need to repent. We need to ask God forgiveness for this nation if we have never had anything to do with this, to plead as intercessors for God for America. Some of you have had abortion. Well, there is mercy with God. There may be no mercy with man, but there is mercy with God. He will abundantly pardon those who acknowledge their guilt and confess their sins and turn to Jesus Christ for forgiveness. He died for the old, for the young, for the born and the unborn because life to him had a great sanctity and holiness to it because he made it and the one that made it died for it. You will only know that life is holy when you come to know the Holy One who died for you. There is forgiveness, there is mercy. Have you received that? I urge you to come to the cross and to invite him to come into your life that you might know the infinite value of your soul. The infinite and eternal God Almighty died for our souls that we might have life. And they that seek him find life. And they that hate him love death. That's what Christ, incarnate wisdom, says. May we pray. Father, the devil is delighted with our infatuation with death as a solution to the problems of life. Help us to turn from that, to repent of it, to say, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. I turn to Christ. I seek life and not death. I would know goodness and length of days and life eternal in Christ. O oh God, open the eyes of America. Bring repentance to this people. Open the understanding of our judges that they may not decide in favor of death, but in favor of life. O oh Lord, give us wisdom. For Christ's sake, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with Dr. Kennedy, we'd like to send you the book, Beginning Again. It includes the book of John from the New Testament, 
a section with answers to some of the questions you might have, and much more. To receive your copy of Beginning Again, just write to our address or call our toll-free number, and may God richly bless you. As Dr. Kennedy wisely notes, in order to know that life is holy, you must first know the Holy One who died for you. The battle for life is something that is continually being fought in this country. A vast number of people have somehow been convinced that abortion isn't murder when we all know deep in our souls that it is. Our nation is under a barrage from the enemy, and it's not only through abortion. We want to hear from you to find out what you believe are the most pressing issues facing our nation today. Contact us today to receive your spiritual state of the nation survey. Fill it out and return it to us right away, and we'll give the results to President Trump, Vice President Pence, and your Congress member, plus their chief of staff. This is the time to let our leaders hear from us so that they will know which issues we are most concerned about. And you will also be helping to guide this ministry's strategic planning in 2019 as we find out what's most important to you. To receive your Spiritual State of the Nation survey, simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or you can go online to djkm.org forward slash survey. And if you are able to include a generous donation when you contact us, we will also send you the brand new book that we have just published, A New Birth of Freedom, by our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb, and with a foreword by William J. Federer. In this short but compelling book, Jerry looks at the issues that divide America and explores the great need for a national transformation. A New Birth of Freedom thoughtfully lays out the topics of critical importance to Christians and reminds us of the key truth that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It's our thank you gift for your generous donation. And no matter what, please be sure to contact us to get your copy of the Spiritual State of the Nation survey so that we can make your voice heard to our nation's leaders on what issues are most important to you as a Christian. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or you can go online to djkm.org forward slash survey. And finally, we are grateful for the wise stewardship of many of our partners who have remembered to provide for this ministry in their estate planning. Their faithfulness helps D. James Kennedy Ministries stand for truth and defend your freedom in a dark and difficult culture. If you would like to find out more about planned giving options, please call 1-800-988-7884. Today, we would be happy to work with your trusted attorney or CPA at no cost to you to discuss naming this ministry in your will or estate plan. 
That number again is 1-800-988-7884. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.